So my fam is a lifestyle entrepreneur with almost 3 million subscribers who dropped out of school at 15 years old, moved alone to New York City, and built her entire career with just a camera. Today, she opens up for the first time about her rocky upbringing. I've actually never told this story ever. And how she was able to turn her passion into a million dollar business while being a teenager. So with that said, enjoy, and let's get to the podcast. Wait, hold on one sec. Hey, Jack, what's up? Yo, Graham, just calling to let you know I will not be back in town for a few more days since I'm still visiting family. Also, dude, I've been spending a ton of time with my brother and his girlfriend, and I feel like I'm just consistently third-wheeling, and it's making me realize I really want a girlfriend, but I also don't really know where to find the right one. Well, Jack, luckily for you, Match reached out to sponsor today's episode. Match is a dating app that allows you to customize your profile to meet people that you're actually compatible with. Unlike other dating apps where you can match with someone whose profile is limited to two blurry photos and no bio, Match actually gives you useful information about the person and their personality. Jack, get this, being in a relationship could actually help save you more money. Match recently did a study of over 5,000 singles and found that being single has gotten significantly more expensive over the last decade. In fact, over 30% of singles said that they prefer a chill, easy, and most importantly, free first date. Uh, Graham, I'm still here. Having the Match app is one of the best ways to put yourself out there while also maintaining a busy schedule. The best relationships tend to come about once you're focusing in yourself and there's never been a better time to try match so feel free to use our link down below in the description to get started today hi welcome back to the iced coffee chant no <laughs> keep hi going, keep going. welcome back to the iced coffee hour not channel hour <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on, Hi. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be in Vegas and also in this crazy podcast room. Thank you so much for coming. It's funny how this turned out, but uh, I watched a video of you living alone in New York City that I reacted to. I really enjoyed the video. Your videos got so many views for the Living Alone series. Yes. And I reacted to it. And I think, I apologize for this. My video reacting to your video got more views than your video. Graham, I had, already, to, rub it. I had to say it. Don't rub it, really it in my face. Don't rub it I'm in my sorry. face. I'm really I sorry hope about you that. wouldn't notice. I'm really but sorry. Yeah, it was a good video, though. <laughs> it was a good video. Yeah. Yeah. Your reactions really made it. Thanks. What do you think, though? I enjoy, I, listen, I really enjoy your content. You have a very, like, Emma Chamberlain sort of style where it's, where it's, it's entirely personality based. And the fact that you could be home, like, doing nothing but still make it entertaining for 10 to 15 minutes for people to watch, and a lot of people watch, I think is really cool. Thank you, how did thank you, you. How did you start with this? My channel dates all the way back until, I think, 2010. So in 2010, I think I was seven years old or something like that. And when growing up, I had, like, Asian immigrant parents, so they're very, like, musical, like, you know what I mean? Piano, guitar, you always hear that kind of stuff. So they always put me in these classes, so I would have to do singing lessons. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a musician one day. I always knew as a kid I wanted to be in some sort of entertainment. Yeah. So I started a YouTube channel because I didn't know how to express myself. So I started making, like, webcam videos of me singing and covers and they're still on YouTube to this day and then after that I progressed into like more I don't know like Minecraft like MCSG PC gaming because my brother used to build PCs so I did some streams and all that stuff and then it kind of progressed into high school vlogs and then I guess where I am now that's so hold up your parents were okay with you making a YouTube channel? They didn't know. That's the thing. Like, they had no idea. But the thing is, like, I was always on my laptop inside and, like, yeah. learning, like, new things. And this is when YouTube just came out. But the reason why I had a laptop was because my parents were like, okay, well... They're, well, they were very strict parents, okay? So they were very strict in different types of ways. I wasn't allowed to go outside and hang out with friends, and I wasn't allowed to go on walks outside. I wasn't allowed to, like, you were hang out with... You were not allowed to go on walks? Up. Yeah, like, they... In said, Canada, like, too, so safe, right? Very like, safe. The, like, I grew yeah. up in a small town, um, and, like, there was not very much... Like, you know what I mean? Not, it wasn't dangerous, basically. But they just didn't let me outside because they were traditional and, like you should be driven around, like you shouldn't walk. Like I never walked anywhere as a kid because my grandma, it wasn't my parents taking care of me, it was my grandma. My parents were always at work. So she was there and she would always drive us everywhere, which was super nice, but you know, you lose the freedom of being able to go to the park or being able to just like be a kid and be outside. You know, which yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how my YouTube channel started was because since I couldn't talk to like friends, um, like, I don't know, like in real life, because I wasn't allowed to do the things that kids do. I went to like Minecraft and I went to YouTube to like talk to people and I would add people on Skype and like literally be on my computer all day long as a kid. It's interesting that they were so strict about you not going outside or seeing friends, but uploading YouTube videos as a, as a kid was okay. Yeah, I think honestly, they didn't even know that stuff existed. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were so in, like they 
are like Asian immigrant parents, like they're not thinking about the internet. You know what sure. I mean? So they didn't realize like what a laptop could have. They just think, oh, like, you know what I mean? Games, da da da. But they honestly didn't even understand YouTube until maybe like four years ago, three years yeah. ago. But I've been doing this for like 12 so, years. So how do you think that upbringing shaped you today? I think it really correlates to my YouTube videos. Like there's a lot of living alone and what people don't understand when they view those videos is that like the reason why I've had so many of those series is because I was kind of like forced into being independent because like I didn't voluntarily like want to live alone at such a young age. Obviously like I'm so grateful and I love it. Like I wouldn't have chose for anything better. Like this is like a life that I like have always dreamed of doing, but I didn't choose to like move out when I was 15. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's just like, people don't see that kind of side of me. Yeah. Could you tell us about that experience moving out of 15? Yeah. I've actually never told this story ever. Really? Wow. wow. I've never told this story because like, I don't know, like why would I make a whole video about like my upbringing? Like that just sounds sad and like would. sappy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, but I think people would really respect that. And yeah. like really, it's I, I feel transparency. like people want that from you and just and feel that connection with you because of because of how open you are really yeah <laughs> i'm like you girl like why like in my head i'm like if i made a whole video about that being like the real reason why i moved out at 15 like that's so dramatic it's just like girl like we're here for some entertainment tell us some jokes like we Do don't want to hear that? yes that's what goes on <laughs> no, in my I head think, i think it's the demeanor so like you could title it something kind of sad and scary <laughs> like that but then in the video like, yeah it's whatever you know i moved out when i was 15 it's not a big deal right then it kind of make up for it no but that's like what place. i always say i'm always like yeah like i like, was sleeping on my friend's couch and i always joke about it but people were always like what like they don't actually understand because i joke about all the time because yeah. I don't want to get sad about it but okay but all right let's spill it oh you guys want to know <laughs> yeah we, we want to know yeah yeah oh, I uh, didn't know you guys wanted to know yeah uh should I get the tea Grant don't say that no. Grant. should okay, you get the right, tea I'm, I'm trying I'm learning oh the wow oh, you're doing good I'm learning, <laughs> I, I am really proud of you no man. you're really reaching my demographic you know <laughs> like trying, the 18 please. to like 24 year old girls you're really <laughs> okay. reaching I'm trying 18 okay. to 24 year old girls are watching Yes. Interesting. No, but then like, what's Jack's your demographic? Like, how do I get that audience? <laughs> Interesting. That's all I'm saying. Wait, what's uh, your guys' demographic? 18 to 35, 85% guys. Yeah, guys. Okay, so maybe like we can do like the like a bachelorette like kind of dating show, <laughs> but like show our, our demographic. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Finance bros and like um, <laughs> oh, <okay>. wellness girls. <laughs> all right. Hey, cool. Match yeah. in heaven. Yeah. All right. I like that. So, okay, I'll, I'll not use the word T anymore. No, I, I, you know what? I'm proud of you. Okay, I think thanks. it's a good, just just trying. good decision there. Just trying. Yeah. You'll see me at 50, like, you know, we're, Still we're, going. all the cool kids. Yeah. I'll copy their outfits and I stuff. I think that'll be all great, right. man. Anyway. Proud of you. Okay, you guys want to know why I moved yeah, out I when I was 15? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like, made a video once when I was younger, when I was actually, like, I don't know, 16. So there wasn't, like, not a lot of time had processed, and people were just wondering why I went from, like, living with my parents to living on my own. So I put out, like, a bullshit video. It wasn't bullshit. It was so truthful, but I was just basically saying like, oh yeah, like I just choose to move out when I was 15. There was nothing wrong with me and my parents because like, I'm, they're still my parents. Like, why would I say that? You know? And like, it was just freshly happening. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's the reason why she wasn't actually kicked out. So that's what's been servicing for the past couple of years. And I've never actually told people why. Oh, sit back, relax, right. put the buckle seat on. Okay. Buckle seat, seatbelt, seatbelt, buckle seat. Buckle seat, seatbelt. <laughs> okay. Um, right. got your earbag. Jack, what? the airbag turned on? The airbag turned okay. on. Turn on well, the airbag. I feel like this is like a story time that I'm doing right now. Well, I'm we'll excited to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast, not a story time, y'all. Do you not want you you if you want to share this story? Okay, basically, to yeah. sum it up, da, da 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 like I didn't have a very good upbringing with my family, so we would always get in arguments and stuff like that, or just like, you know, people have family issues. And I remember me and my dad hadn't, didn't have the best relationship. So like we would just get in arguments over the littlest things. And one day he was like, oh, clean your room in the morning and all this stuff, which is so funny because now I make, I have this series called Cleaning My Room at 2 a.m. So it's so crazy that the reason why I got kicked out was because of this. But you know, it just kind of like got to the last straw where it was just like, there was so many underlying problems that like this one thing just really ticked him off. And he was like, oh, like, um, you know, like, then you should like leave the house basically. And it was literally like a school morning. So I packed my bags and I just called my friend and I was like, hi, like, can you and your mom pick me up? And they picked me up. I had my backpack, all my clothes in there, like what I packed, my school stuff, my binders. And I went to school that morning and then I was like, I'm never going back. So then I just slept over at my friend's house that night and it just continued and continued. And I just never went back home. And I was still going to high school at this time in my town. And I got to a point where like, I was kind of just trying to, navigate my family life, where I'm living, schoolwork, and mental health, 
and doing YouTube because I was making like maybe like 400 bucks a month. That's like mm. a lot of money, you yeah. know what I mean? For being a 15 year old making YouTube videos. So I'm trying to do all that. So that's why I started making cleaning my room at 2 a.m. videos is because that was a popular series while I was like going through all this stuff. You know what I mean? Wow. And my room was messy because my mental health wasn't there either. Yeah. And it got to a point where actually my school one time, well, no, not one time. My school literally, you know how usually you have to get like your mom to call in when you're in school to be like, hey, they're going to be absent today and get your parents approval. Mm hmm. Yep. Right? Right. Did you guys have that? I did. I, had it, yeah. I, I have a like, funny story on that later. Absent slips? Yeah. No, the call-in. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they were like, oh, like, my, your parents don't have a call anymore. Like, we trust you. Like, you, we know that you know what you're doing. Like, it got to wow. that point where I was, like, so self-navigating my life at that age that, like, even the teachers were just like, do your own thing. But, like, I just never went back home and I was just like, all right, I can't be in this town anymore. Like, it just reminds me so much of, like, like all my past and stuff like that and I was like I need to move on because there was just like so much that happened in my life at a young age I feel like but that's like a whole nother thing to dive into that I like felt like I needed to change my environment if I wanted something yeah. to happen and I'm so grateful that my friend let me stay on our couch for two months um and I like grinded my YouTube from that point I was just like all right like I need to be able to make my own money to be able to support myself you know now for the two months did they give you <clears throat> Two months, or did they say you could stay here as long as you need to? You could and stay after... here as long as you need to, wow. but that was the summer. So it was in the summer when I was staying with her, but then I was like, I can't start this new school year, which was going to be grade 11. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't start grade 11. Like, I just don't know if I'd be able to do it. Like, my mental health just wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I need something to change because I was just genuinely like, I was clinically depressed when I was at that age. So, you know, I was just like, I know that I need to change something because I can't keep living like this so i saved up my youtube money and i moved two hours away um what the new uh, in the new school year and i moved two hours away away from my parents and my sister lived there i have an older sister yeah. so we got an apartment together and split rent and i think it was like 600 canadian a month which is like 400 dollars. and at that point i was making 400 dollars a month from youtube but i could barely pay my rent man Hold on. Jack, we're filming a podcast right now. What's up? Yo, Graham, sorry for calling again. I just really wanted to tell you about today's sponsor, Epidemic Sound, the best tool for all content creators to soundtrack their content. Takedowns and copyright claims are some of the most frustrating parts about being a content creator, but also using some generic overused backtrack can genuinely ruin a great video. Thankfully, Epidemic has allowed us to use unique and just genuinely good music in our videos without having to worry about them getting demonetized. Yeah, we've been using Epidemic Sound for years now, and having access to high quality copyright free music is essential for any creator. For example, Epidemic Sound is a huge library of over 35,000 tracks and 90,000 sound effects with new tracks being added every single week. All tracks are professionally produced by a diverse collection of artists and are exclusive to Epidemic Sound, so you're not going to find them anywhere else. Their personal plan is ideal for content creators like us because it covers everything from YouTube to Twitch to Instagram to Facebook to so much more. So feel free to use our link down below in the description to get a free 30 day trial and don't miss out on this exclusive offer right here on the iced coffee hour and now with that said let's get back to the podcast yeah i'm curious are there any legalities about not going to school and being underage like how does that work in canada yeah there's actually a lot but i i don't think they Maybe did they anything about it to know, be honest right? actually yeah. Yeah, no, they didn't do anything about it. Okay. Now, what about for your parents? Do you feel oh, like... Oh, wait, I yeah. know now. I oh, know why. Okay. I know why. Yeah. Because when I um, actually stopped going to school... So I was still going to school, actually, when I moved. When I was when I moved to the new city, I moved into my new apartment. I was still in grade 11. I went to a new high school. And I went from a school of 300 people in high school to, like, 4,000 people in high school. Because I moved from a small town where everyone knew each other, grew up with people for, like, years and years and years, same teachers and everything, to a school of, like, 3,000, 4,000 people. So it was just a lot to juggle. I was like Got going it. to new high school and all this stuff. So, um, yeah. That's so thing. I was curious when your father said for you to leave, do you think he was bluffing? Do you think he didn't think that you would actually leave? Um, yeah. Because he said it other times. You know, what's so funny is, you know, when like you were a kid and like your parents made you mad and you're like, I'm going to run away. And you go to your closet and you pack your backpacks yeah. and you're like, all right, this time I'm actually going to do it. And then you never leave the house. Like, you know, when your parents, I don't know if y'all had those moments ever as a kid. I'm sure I did. Where you're yeah. like, I'm going to run away, but you never actually leave the house. But right. in your head, you're like, I can do it. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I've always had those moments where I'm, I'm going to do it. But I actually did it one day and I was like, damn. Did they did contact they, like, you, you yeah. or something? I would imagine like after like, 
that night be like, all right, no, seriously. Where my are mom you? did. I love okay. my mommy. My mommy called me um, and she was trying to get in contact with me, but I was like kind of resenting my mom because, you know, in correlation, it's your parents. You know, yeah. you, you right, right, if right. one of those bad, both of them are bad, you know? So I was just like, she called me. She really cared about me. This, during this whole process, she's always been there for me, but we just like weren't ta- like we just didn't have that close of a relationship because she was working all the time as I was a kid growing up. So it was never like that. So imagine I'm not living with her anymore. It's even more distant, but she's always been there for me. So I'm super grateful for her. Wow. What a story. Yeah, that's how, incredible. How do you think your life would have been different had you stayed that night and not left? Well, I've never had that question before. I'm curious. Y'all are I'm so try, good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do one, my Graham. best. Yeah? That was a good I'm one. Trying, I'm yeah. trying. Trying to expand be, be, between like uh, that and like, what's your credit score? So, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying, zero. I know, yeah. We'll get into that oh, later. Yeah. My credit score is zero. Stay tuned to the end if you guys want to know why I'm almost 20 nice. years old and I have zero credit score. If I stayed in Whitecourt, Alberta, which is like a small town in Canada. I'm Canadian, by the way. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the countryside. Like... There's no, we had a Walmart, a McDonald's and Tim Hortons. And what we did for fun was when we were in high school, we would drive around in trucks and go to the hockey rink parking lot and hang out in trucks and eat drive through food. That's very, that sounds amazing. That's very Canadian. Yeah. I mean, I think that if I didn't leave that night, like I didn't think of like plan B. I didn't think plan C. I didn't think like, oh, maybe this is one of the options. I could finish it out here and go to college. I could um, do this. You know what I mean? It, like I wasn't thinking about stuff I, like that. I was thinking more like in the moment, like what can I do right now to make me happy? Because I need this to even think about anything else five years down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was kind of just thinking very impulsively and like, what should I do next? What should I do next? So I never really ever thought about anything other than the life that I live now, which is so crazy to think about. But like, I was very like, this is my only option. I have to just make it happen. Like, and that correlates to like what I do now as a job, which is YouTube. Like I knew that I needed to make this happen, you know? And that sounds like, so like, what do you mean you knew that you needed to make this happen? Like I knew that like in order for me to, um, be able to move out and you know be happy and be able to pay these bills and stuff like that because i couldn't be living back at home i knew that like i had to be able to make my rent and like you know what i mean yeah was that successful because i had no one else to rely on is the best way i could put it was that a lot of your motivation for making youtube videos no not at all i started back when i was seven years old and that was when youtube just was fresh there was no money behind it and i was just knew that i loved to create as a kid like i was doing it for eight years unpaid like and i wouldn't say consistently i would definitely wasn't posting once a week but i most definitely was posting every three months every four months at least at seven years old i was consistently doing that cycle until now up I do three videos a week. It was genuinely out of purely, I love to make videos. And then eventually YouTube became what it is and you could monetize your videos and do all that stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is a bonus. I love to do this and I'm making money. And for me, like you always hear people say, do something you love. And the fact that I knew that when I was in grade six, because I could see YouTube growing. Obviously I wasn't making money back then, but I was watching people like Bethany Moda and um, Alicia Marie and all these people doing like these Aeropostale brand deals and all this stuff. And obviously not to the place that it is yeah. now, but I was like, this is something people are getting like, like money off of this. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Like this is so cool. Yeah. What was so, your favorite part of the process of making a YouTube video? The fact that I could be myself and talk to people and reading the comments, like have friends. That's the thing is like, that's my favorite part still to this day is like, I feel like I have friends and like, that was my favorite thing back then as well, because I didn't have, I wasn't allowed to hang out with people. How strategic were you though? Because in addition to making friends and being yourself, there's also an element of like, you have to properly title and thumbnail and hit on trends. Like how much work went in on that behind the scenes? Zero. Really? Zero. Yeah. Now though? Now Now, zero. Zero. Like if you look at all my thumbnails, there's not one theme that I follow. Maybe I'll use the same text, but I do all sorts of different types of videos and all these one, like a couple months ago, I just turned the video camera. I've done this a couple of times. I turn the video camera on. I just start talking for 15 minutes, no cuts, nothing. And I'll just put it up there and I'll be talking about the most random stuff or I'll sit and cry and be like, guys, like I'm about to burn out da, da, da. and I won't cut the video. I'm just that is crazy. Yeah. Or I'll do yeah. videos like um, staying at the worst rate in the most expensive hotel in New York City and have it all like highly edited. Or I'll just like do like a 
regular vlog, you know, there's all yeah. or mukbangs, like anything. Do you think you're more comfortable in front of the camera than you are in a group of people? Oh my God, a million and a percent. Yeah. I say this all the time. That's why I don't go to any like group events. I don't do any group brand trips. I don't go to Coachella. Like for me, I feel so anxious and like awkward in a group of people. Like I feel like I can't talk. So being in front of just the camera, like that's my being my full self. It's hard to picture you being like shy in the group of people because you seem so extroverted when we're talking right now really yes yeah oh like, it's fake it's all fake it's, it's, I, it's impressive camera, yeah. i like think that i'm so terrible in groups no. of people like that's actually one of my biggest insecurities is, is that yeah i'm not good in a group like i can't be social takes, that's it, what it is yeah, maybe it, social anxiety yeah <laughs> i found it takes a lot of practice like the more I stay home and make YouTube videos, the more I go out and realize like, what am I doing? It's a like, muscle. It it's is. It's a hundred percent a muscle. I forget how to, to talk. Yeah. And then I get so self-conscious. Like, am I yeah. holding my arms yep. the right way? And am I, am I looking, am I making enough eye contact? Too much. Everything. Yeah, Whereas when you're much. filming all the time, you yeah. get really used to filming. You just look at the camera and just talk. And now this is easier than going out. And then no, but you for just go real. out all the time. And then right? yeah, that yes, yeah, it is like a muscle. And then I can film a, See, this is the thing for me. I have something called the spam account on my Instagram and I go on there and I will spam the stories and put 20 on there a day because I will just record and just talk about all my thoughts, which is crazy. I have friends too now. Like I've made friends now. Okay, like it's not yeah, just okay. this now. But, you know, sometimes it's just more convenient to just go on there talk about everything that's happening that I'm feeling in the moment, be like, oh, I'm so upset because I forgot the cheese at the grocery store and this man said this to me and da 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 you know? Things that maybe you tell your mom about, but I post it on there and then I get instant people DMing me and telling me their thoughts and I feel like I'm just texting a bunch yeah. of friends at the same time. I did one video, it was spending $1,000 because I got suspended from high school. And like, I, um, did I actually spend $1,000? No, I didn't actually spend $1,000. It was just a clickbait title. You know what I mean? Got to yeah, do what you got to do. I, I, I can't remember anymore. Okay. I can't remember. But I did that and I got my hair dyed for the first time. Da, da, da. And that's actually how the spam account started was because I got my tattoo, but I didn't want my parents to see my tattoo. So I was like, hey guys, if you guys want to see my tattoo, I posted it on my private Instagram and you have to request to follow it. And so every single request I accepted because I had to make sure it wasn't my siblings or my parents. You looked through everybody? Yeah. How because many people was it? Keep in mind, I only had like... I wasn't at the scale that I am okay. today. So I could see everyone, you know, we were really close. Yeah. So I post my tattoo on there and that's what the spam account is now today. It start, that's how it started. But anyways, yeah. I did all of that. And then I made another one, an Instagram baddie one. And then that one, I remember got like 2.5 million views in the first, I don't know, like week or so. And I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. And then it kept going and it kept going and it kept going. And my Instagram picture hit a hundred thousand likes. And I was 15 years old with only maybe 15,000 followers on Instagram. Like that's crazy. You know, this is my first blow up. I'm used to getting maybe like 5,000, 4,000 on Instagram, which is a lot, but yeah. to get a hundred thousand the next week, like what the, how are you mentally prepared to handle that at 15? Like so many people and so many eyeballs watching you and feeling that pressure to make everyone happy. See, I never, I still to this day don't feel like anyone's watching me. So I never okay. felt a pressure of like, oh my God, that many people are now are watching me. It was always like, I still read every single comment. Like I try to read every single comment now still. Like if you go to my YouTube channel, all the likes, I mean, all my recent videos, my comments will always be hearted mm -hmm. because like, I actually love feeling there's some like there's somebody there. Anyways, so when that all happened, like it didn't feel like there was more people. It just felt like I was just reading more comments i don't know how to explain yeah. it and it was just so supportive you know what i mean so it never felt like it was like more eyes on me it was like oh my god like more love yeah my rebellious phase i was gonna tell you earlier when you're talking about like calling in i i know i've done this before jack but um when i got my driver's license i'd pretend to be my mom on the phone so i could ditch and go to work because all i wanted to do was work i didn't care about going to school so i would call in i'll do i'll do the impression <clears throat> Hi, I'm calling on behalf of Graham. He's not feeling that well, but uh, he'll be in tomorrow. Thanks. So, like, like that's kind of how I'll my leave mom, a little voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of my goals this year that I really am actually, holy crap, it's almost the end of the year now. This was yeah. one of my New Year's resolutions was to uh, tap into minimalism more and stop getting like buying so many new things. And because I used to have a room, yeah, full of clothes. And I remember you my did a shopping room. hall, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. I do some shopping halls and okay. stuff like that. But I literally used to have a closet that was dedicated to a room, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now I only have like, maybe like 20 shirts and like 
10 pants. Yeah. Why did you want to do minimalism? Just because I used to have a series that was cleaning my room at 2 a.m. And that was on like reflective on my mental health. Like I was just all over the place. You know what I mean? And so you know what I mean? Like when you're thinking about so many things, you can't keep your room clean. Personally, that's me. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. You always hear that people say like, oh, your environment is what matters a lot for your mental health. And I was on a mission to make my mental health better. So I was like, okay, like I need to stop making a mess. So then I was like, how do I stop making a mess? Maybe stop buying so many things. Maybe stop keeping so much clutter around your house because you're making a mess. So then I was like, okay, let's get into minimalism. Interesting. When did you move to New York? I moved to New York the beginning of this year. So when I was 18. How was that process? How did you find out where to live and... Did moving to a new city in new york uh no, i knew one girl from tiktok i had like one friend yeah but that's it so how did you go about moving to a new city i wouldn't have the courage to have done that at 18 i'm moving in the past like three years mm. do you think that moving to new york has helped your channel in what way it's so crazy how much my life has changed in the past year just from living in new york city and that doesn't mean just because i'm in new york city i make new york vlogs it's just like people comment and they're like oh my god you seem so much happier in new york than you did living in la like i can see it in you yeah. and that reflected on like my videos i've noticed new york is really good for content elliot Choi too yeah. I saw you guys uh, podcasted him. Yeah. Yeah. And so cool. There's something magic about New York where I feel like it's good for vlogs. Everyone just like, wants to know what it's like to live in New York. Right. Yeah. Before I moved to New York, I was like, okay, I need to make sure I vlog in New York because I tried to search up vlogs and I was like, nobody really captions captures New York. I want to know what is it like living there? Yeah. I feel like that was pretty instrumental for Casey Neistat though. Yes. It was like the whole New York thing because he really accurately documented i don't know i've never yeah. been there but i feel like it was accurately documented in New York, yeah the i've seen the venice vlogs not the same yeah oh, about, no. like, yeah about i never city. watched them yeah. but i'm so glad he's back in the city now yeah something so about that i love casey nice that he inspires me so much yeah why do you think so many people resonate with the living alone aspect how did you come up with that were you the first one to do living alone I'm, I'm definitely not the first one to be living alone um <laughs> but like but posting that in youtube as a title because i noticed once your video took off, living alone, I see everyone else now putting living alone. Yeah, maybe it is a trend now, but I think that it's just like we've transitioned so much in YouTube from, I don't know, people just love to see what people do every single day now. You know, you don't have to do some crazy stuff. You don't have to have anything high productive uh, production. It's just like we want to see what you do day to day. And what's your schedule like? My schedule? Oh, now we're getting into the gram yeah. questions. It's different every single day. It's different every single day. Um, I would say the only thing that stays routine, not right now though, because like I'm traveling, but uh, usually when I'm back at home, I'm not always on it. I want to say I'm not like, but I try to wake up early. There's no strict bedtime or anything like that. But one thing that I've been doing every day for a while is like going on a run, but I can't even say that I go on a run. Sometimes I'm so lazy. I'm like, early, just go down there on the treadmill for a minute. You know, but yeah. routine. Sure. Um, and then my day starts and then it ends. That's literally the only thing that I make sure I do every single day is those two things. And how do you decide what to film? Like, what to you, film? Yeah, because you post three times a week. How do you decide in this? Is there ever a point where you're like, oh man, I got to do something today? Do something in what way? Like film a topic or I have to... Coming up with yeah. the video idea. Oh, coming up with the video ideas. Yeah. Oh, I have a vault of them. I've never ran out of a video idea in my life. Oh, that sounds so cocky. Yeah. I've never ran out of a video in my life, guys. So. Can you that's, give a, cool, that's yeah, what's an example of like some ideas that you have? My <clears throat> brain literally is always flowing with video ideas. I can look at anything and be like, all right, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. I have a whole Notion page that has all these videos ideas in it. And every time I've actually never looked at this because I never draw a blank, but it just is nice to just write it down yeah. to have the safety of like, oh, I have that written down. I never really do it like that anyways. It's more like. I just look at anything and there's a video idea in my head. Sure. So let's say you're in this in this podcast room right now. You're like looking around, analyzing the room. You see these light fixtures, you see whatever. What type of video idea would you come up with? Well, I feel I feel like, okay, I'm a robot. Like, tell me how this process works. Um, Like right now, I wouldn't, I would be thinking, oh, I need to start a podcast. I don't know. It's just like no shit things. Yeah. I'm like, I think I need to start a podcast. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Do it. Sorry. You'd be great at it. Like yeah. Graham said, you'd be great. Yeah. 100%. No. Yes. Yeah. Why? I babble. Okay, about, I just talk myself in circles. That's great. Well, let's, People will love let's it. Let's start here. Why do you think you'll be bad? <laughs> because I just feel like it's just like really who actually gives. I feel like everyone's starting podcasts now, but and I think about it and I'm like, 
everyone else's podcast would be better than mine. Like, why would who would want to hear me just like babble for an hour straight? Like, let's be real here, my like, <laughs> don't do that. Well, the See, thing is, you don't yeah. have to babble. Like, you can talk for like <laughs> just 90 don't minutes babble and cut Dude. it down to thirty. Yeah. Like th- that's what we do. It's like. Okay, so obviously there are different styles of editing podcasts. Some people leave up the entire raw podcast. That's crazy. What we do is we treat it like a YouTube video. So we have like segments, we cut it up, and we try to have a little hook, like Graham said, every 10 or 15 minutes. So you can babble for 90 minutes and cut it down like you would edit a YouTube video and structure it, right? You can make anything out of 90 yeah. minutes of raw babble. Sometimes you know? I like the like the weird pauses in between and the fully uncut version of a podcast because it seems like a conversation yeah oh yeah. also people's expectation of entertainment value is severely diminished in podcasts <laughs> and i will say that openly <laughs> having a podcast their expectation of how much they need to be entertained way lower because really? they're listening to you at the gym yeah. they're not going to change it it's really much, yes they're listening to you in the car when they're driving it's it's like a different style of commitment than actively watching a YouTube video that needs to have like visuals jumping out at you every few minutes or, or every few seconds or so. My brain is tingling right now. I'm like, because I think about it, I'm like, no, because I don't want to talk for an hour and people listen and be like, oh, I didn't think, I, I'm so used to my being entertaining. Like she's so fucking boring. Because the they watch a 15 minute video and they're like, wow, because it's just like five hours of footage going to 10 minutes. So the fact that you're listening to me an hour straight, like, what I, would do, yeah, what I would do is try three episodes and just mm-hmm. see if you like it. And maybe you try it and you realize this sucks. It's just like, I, I don't enjoy this. I don't you think that's the case. But no, I don't think so. Yeah. But I would do it. Everyone is starting podcasts now, but right. I believe that that is uh, just, it's going to be moving in that direction. Really? It's, yeah. It, that's it's so kind weird. of what stops it, me is because I'm like, oh, like, no, we don't need another one, Mike. No, but here's what I'm thinking. Here's here's where it's going. <laughs> it seems like we're going in the direction of the middle content of like five to twenty minutes is disappearing. People either want thirty to sixty seconds or an hour. I agree. That's and so it's like so you true. have to adapt. So what I would do for you is do the the podcast and then a lot of these little shorts, but throw in obviously don't stop the videos you're making. But just supplement them with shorts. Y'all heard that fun. here. When I stop posting YouTube videos, go to Graham Stephan's comments because he reads every single one of his comments and tell him, <laughs> why did you tell me that I thought? Uh, was that very Graham? Yeah. yeah. But that, was you do. that was just as but good as Graham. Yeah. <laughs> but Graham. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, yeah, like I sure. don't, I don't know. I've never ran drive an idea, which I'm so grateful for. But I think That's it's good. also because I don't think of YouTube videos as a job. Like I think of it as, what fun am I going to do today no. and take people along with me so she's like i just went to the middle of the ocean um for like six days i got stuck in the middle of the ocean because i thought it'd be so fun to get go to the middle of the ocean and like be alone and then i was like let's take them with me make it a little challenge for both of us yeah but but how has it changed now that this is your way of making money because before you were doing it for fun how has that changed the dynamic between the content that you make, your audience, but it's also like supporting you too? I mean, I think that there's just a lot more business behind it now. You know what I mean? There's like brand deals and all that stuff. So, you know, I got to think of like that side and like my clothing line and like I would still be making these videos without the money side of it. So I don't try to think about that part too much. To me, I don't think of it as, oh, I need to not post this video because it's just not going to get as many views or it might flunk my channel. To me, it's like put out whatever I want because the more content, the better. So it doesn't really matter how strategic I do it because I'm not going to not put out a video because I think it's not going to do well. Who cares if it doesn't do well? I have two more videos going up this week that may do well anyways. I just want to do whatever I want. That's so interesting because at least in in the finance sector, at least what I've noticed across the years, uh, you are only allowed for the algorithm two bad performing videos in a row before it diminishes the return of the third video. So all of a sudden now I can't reach as many people on the third video because I have two bad ones in a row. And I've I've tested this throughout five channels now. And so every time I get one bad performing video that's a 10, I know the next one has to be at least like a five. Oh, so you have to strategically think. Yes. Wow, that's so crazy. But I'm a numbers person. So I like, I look at the algorithm throughout the day. I don't even have YouTube studio on my phone. Really? I don't don't? check my analytics. I'm just like, to me, like I make the best videos when I'm happy. And like, if I'm checking my analytics, I'm not going to be happy. And I'm going to think too hard. So like, if I'm happy, I know my videos do well. So all I have to care about is if I'm like liking my videos and if I'm having fun, if I'm having fun, I know my videos are doing well. And if it doesn't, I have faith that like, People will always come back one day. You know what I mean? Well, that's way more sustainable than my method. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so much. Better. Mine is mine is like a race where it's like at the 15 minute mark, I check it, I, I analyze the click through rate, I, I look at the number of comments I'm getting, I, I 
compare that to the last 10 videos that I posted. I'm like, how could I improve it? I tweak videos throughout the first few hours. To, I optimize everything. Well, because I think sometimes with YouTube, it's just like you post a video and it's 10 out of 10, but then a month later, it's one out of 10. And the reason why is because you post content that people aren't used to, so they don't want to click on it initially, but it broadens your audience. And next thing you know, that video is viral. But I think the, the thing with me is I've posted now, I think almost 1,500 videos across oh, the Oh, wait, yeah, your thing is so, different though. So your yeah, thing's so, different. So, I'm so thinking I about know. my category. Yeah, so I know, like, if this video is a 10, but it should have been a two, I messed up. Uh, and then I, then I had, but some of them I post, I'm like, I know it's going to do really bad, but over a year it'll do fantastic. So I know that going in, like how well, like for, for me, it's weird. Real estate videos always do incredibly well. Stock market videos do okay. Any sort of long tail video like index funds or passive income do horrible. So I, I have like a ranking system in terms of topics that people want to watch. Yeah. You have so. this whole algorithm in your head of how your channel works. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. No, for me, my most viral video was ranked a 10 out of 10. Like it bumped its way up. Yeah, which one is that? Uh, it was my Euphoria, like I recreated Cassie from Euphoria's um, routine. And the reason why I got that video idea was because I was watching Euphoria and I saw her use all those beauty products and I was like, that's yeah. a video I was gonna do. But it took me four months to actually act on it. But I had that in the vault. And I was like, all right, now's the time. And I filmed it all. And then I like just knew that I needed to post it now because it was the Euphoria season finale. And I posted it and boom, from zero to like, 10 million views in wow. like a couple weeks. So you used her exact products? Basically, yeah, her exact products. Like your makeup? Uh, no, it went from, like I literally, from shaver to um, curlers to face ice rollers to lotion to like the exact motions Ooh, to wow. the exact time she woke up at 4 a.m. Like the exact editing, like I literally, edited the big intro of that video to be exactly like how euphoria was produced i put the same blood mm. it was how like long was everything the video? 15 minutes how much did you make from that video do you know no i don't know okay My i guess, actually don't yes. have the youtube studio app My i would guess, say oh let me check a million views i'm gonna guess too beauty i'll say 70 no 80 it's it's not no, finance no, it's no, not no, finance no. i guess less than that my guess was probably forty-five thousand. No, makeup's probably a four to seven dollar CPM. It's my guess. CPM? Yeah. Or RPM? RPM. Oh. Yeah. Why? What's CPM of beauty? Probably four to seven dollars. So you for every thousand C views, you get what? Why? What, what do you I don't think know. that the beauty whatever it is? Be? You, you're going to get four know. to seven dollars per thousand views, most likely. YouTube Studio. I'm genuinely curious now. I don't have it. I tell okay. everyone, delete YouTube Studio off your phone. Because as a YouTuber, yeah. if I hang out with YouTubers, we're all always on the YouTube studio, you know, refreshing yeah, the 10 out of 10. Dangerous. And I'm just like, y'all, stop checking. You know what's so funny? What I love to do is get together with everybody and be like, yo, I'll show you mine, you show me yours. <laughs> and then we we all swap phones. And we're like, we look at it, like sift through it. And I'm like, okay, I want, okay, that one. Let me see yours. And we'll swap phones around and we'll all look through. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would be like, oh my God, fuck, I'm doing shit. Ah. <laughs> How is your income sources break, broken down? Like, how does it work? Is it is it sponsorships at the top and then mm -hmm. ad revenue? Can I would say sponsorships it? is like uh, 90%. Okay. And then 10% is AdSense, which is actually so good because then that means that like, I'm not motivated to make a viral video for the AdSense. I'm just motivated to make videos because I want to make videos that I want to make. Yeah. But that's how my YouTube is broken down. But like overall everything, um, I don't know. Do like stocks count and stuff like that? Absolutely, I think but so. But right now, yeah. I'm not making money off stocks. Yeah. Who's making money off stocks? Yeah. Like, are you asking me about my portfolio? When I get my paycheck, I would say 85% of that gets invested. And I've been doing that since I was 18. And what does it get invested in? Index funds. So when I was first 18 That's though, good. the first thing I invested in was crypto. For six months, I put like 100% of my paycheck into crypto because I knew that like, it was gonna, it went down even more, which is worse. But I just knew that like, that was the first thing I wanted to do. Just try, try to get in it as early as I can because everyone always says like, just stop waiting. You know what I mean? So I did that and then I stopped, which I haven't looked at that in a long time because for me, that's something long-term. Like I put it away, it's gone, it's out of my head. It's not even my money anymore. Cool. And so I plan on having that in there for, I don't even know how long. People don't even know how long. The people in the crypto are gonna yeah. be like, could you tell us what you bought? I'm just guessing Bitcoin, Ethereum. Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's okay, it. Okay, yeah. I didn't play around with any of that small stuff because, like, I'm not somebody that's like into that that much. You know what I mean? I kind of just want to. Yeah. Yeah. I have five percent in Bitcoin, Ethereum, fifty-fifty split. 
if it does nothing, I don't care. If it goes up, then hey, I'm in it. Right? Yeah. yeah. You just kind of put it and you forget about it. That's how I feel. And then um, I would say mostly just index funds is like 80% of my portfolio. That's great. Because I can't buy real estate. I don't have a credit score. Yeah. And what's your team look like? Is it just you and editors? I have me. I have my manager, Charlie. She's been with me since I was 16. Um, I have my coordinator. I have my graphics editor, Kaylee. She does all the drawings on my videos. I have my two editors that do the rough cuts and the music, Libby and Daniela. And then I also have, you know, I actually just onboarded a lawyer because I feel like now as things get a little bit crazier, maybe I should be protected. I feel like people always, yeah. like, you know what I mean? People that have been in the industry longer tell me that. And then I have like my YouTube manager, and my assistant. So yeah. Wow. That's There's a, a lot of people behind the scenes. People. And yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people like usually don't have people, but for me, I'm just <clears> like, <throat> like, no, there's so much help that goes behind here. Like I wow. wouldn't be able to be the person I am. It's so them. odd because as someone just like looking in, in your channel, I just imagine it's you on a camera just vlogging and then just like at night uploading rough cuts for like three hours, four hours post. No, not at all. I've, I've had like my, I've had an editor, I've had a team, obviously not to this size, but I've always had a team since I was like 16. Wow. And it, that, that doesn't mean that I've always had an editor though. Like yeah, I've sure. always, I just like slowly um, as like I, pro like it progresses, um, I'll edit a little bit less, but like, yeah, I've always had people helping, which I'm so grateful for. Are all of your employees in New York or do they work remotely? No, I actually only have, I only just got an assistant like um, a month ago, but my editors, one of them's in Spain, one of them's in Canada, one's of them in San Diego, all over the world. But you don't talk to them too much. You probably have someone that stands in between you, like you and them. Or no, I talk to all of them directly. Really? Yeah. So you don't have somebody that's just kind of like running like the ops of everything and it's mm -mm. just I have my whole entire iMessage is literally every single one of my employees. It's, it's so bad. It's not my mom or anything. Sorry, mom. But it's every single one of my employees. My uh, This is my group chat for my managers, my group chat managers, assistant, assistant, editor, 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 manager, business managers, YouTube manager. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. I should we probably get another phone. A, I have a <laughs> tight pinned. team. Do you have What's me pinned? I do, actually. You have me pinned? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You, Jack, and look, see? Not there. That makes me feel good. I have you I have Alex you, and Macy. You pinned so. my assistant, and then I don't know what this is. My assistant, my editor. Jack has more people working for him than I do. Oh wow! That's true. Wow. Yeah. I love having a team. It's so nice. Yeah, I really? really love it. Yes. I like just having a small, like, little family. Graham, you, you, know? just don't, you don't like the stress of hiring. That's the thing. He doesn't like giving someone else his responsibility because he's so nervous it will not get done because he says he runs a tight ship uh, to, the, mm. to the quality and standards that he has. Fully but the understand. thing is, mm -hmm. you used to edit your videos, you handed off the editing, and you haven't regretted it. You love it. I like so it. So it's just yeah. the, the nervousness of going just out taking and that hiring, first step. Taking that yeah. first step. Yeah. And I'm also but, on and That's it. the hardest. I'm, Once the I'm step has been yeah. made and you're, you're on your stride, yeah. you know? That's true. Then it's nice. Yeah. For me, I always think about it like, you know what? If I'm juggling a million things, I can't actually be good at anything. If I hire somebody that's good at one thing, they're going to do a better job than me. That's true. That's how I always think Specialization. about it. Specialization. Yes. So where do you want to take this over the next like 10 years? Like, what, What's your grand plan for everything? I feel like you have to have some dream or vision of, of where you see yourself like 10 years from now. I don't. Really? No. Do you not think about it much? No, I never do. Really? Not really. I don't really care where I am in 10 years because I'm like, I'm happy right now. I keep living today over and over and over again. I always say like, oh, I wish I was 17 or da da da, da. Like, I don't know. I really like, I don't, I don't try to think too much of the future because why would I think about that when I'm enjoying it right now? You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people think too 10 years later. Actually, we're not even getting to that. But yeah, I just sure. really enjoy my day-to-day -day life right now. Yeah. Do you have any goals? Um, yeah, of course I have like career goals and yeah. stuff like that. Like I would love to be able to take, um, Alkmaa, like my clothing and what's well, going to develop more into like wellness and mental health and stuff. I want to sure. develop that eventually into something bigger. And like, I want to be able to one day make a, a mental health foundation and also like do a beauty brand and courses and all that stuff. But I don't want to get in the specifics, the specifics sure, yeah. of what my okay. goals are. Now you mentioned new year's, uh, resolutions earlier. Do you have anything coming up for 2023 that you could share? Oh, I haven't thought about that yet, actually. But I think one of my biggest things is, um, my two biggest things would be to be a better leader, um, 
and create a really good team and also build a better community. Those are my two biggest things because my goal ever since I started my YouTube channel way back then was, you know, hit the 2 million subscribers. And then I was like, okay, average this many views a video. Like that was always my dream. And after I've hit those numbers, I'm like, okay, I can't keep chasing numbers. Like I'm done with that. Like, let me do other things now. So how do you think you could be a better leader? Um, Honestly, just a lot more communication, I feel like, because I feel like a since doing YouTube, it's a very self-employed thing. So a lot of the things are in your head and you know the certain way you want to do it, you know, and people aren't in your head. So being able to convey that to other people, but also just like, yeah, I would say that's, that's it. Mm. Yeah. What I've observed that I really admire because it's something I've actually personally been working on for a long time in my life. I've never mentioned it on the podcast. Something I've always been working on is trying to be present in my life because it's hard for me to enter a room and to not be thinking about so many things other than just what exactly is happening in that exact room at that time. Uh, And it seems like you've done a good job about that. You don't think too much about the future. You don't think too much about the past. You said you could relive this exact day over and over and over again. And I think that's cool. And I definitely admire that. Something I would like to get. Yeah. And that's actually one of the reasons why I'm such a Uh, I I don't think that I'm a very good leader right now is Mm. because I don't think too much in the future at all. So people will ask me, when are you going to get this done? When are you going to get this done? Like, you know, um, do you need me to come in tomorrow? All this stuff. And I can't tell them because it's just all in my head. And like, I just know that I need to do it. And it's just going to happen when I, in the moment I'm going to do it. You know, I don't be thinking too much about how it's going to happen. I just, what do you think your biggest weakness is? I think that my biggest weakness is, I've never thought about this. I feel yeah. like it's a job interview. Wow. <laughs> what is your biggest strength? Yeah, what are your strength? <laughs> no, 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 let's start with the weakness. Yeah. You're weakness. too giving. <laughs> Mine's my calves. Your calves are your biggest weakness? My biggest You don't do leg day. <laughs> That's why I will maintain that. I cannot get my calves bigger. You don't try. <laughs> this guy never hits leg day, ever. He makes fun of me if I hit leg day. I lo- Wait, you guys weight lift? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I used to weightlift. I it's love fun. weightlifting. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's very therapeutic. It's my favorite form of working out. Um, okay. Anyways, my biggest weakness. Oh, this is so cliche, but I'm a terrible communicator. Terrible. In what way? Like I can't convey my thoughts. Like I'm very bad at telling somebody what I'm thinking. So a lot of the times I will bottle it all up and I'll be something like, let's say you're working in a team and a problem will happen or like, you know what I mean? There's a block in the road. I will just literally stare there and like analyze everything in my head and try to fix all these problems in my head without telling people that there's a problem or like communicating how I feel, which like in a team setting, that's important. You know, like if you don't think something's going well, being able to explain, hey, I think that this maybe needs to be changed. Da, 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 I won't say anything. It's just going to be all in my head and I'll try to figure it out on my own. So you're it's not, not confrontational. what a team is. I'm not confrontational at all. That's where I think you need to hire somebody to be confrontational for you. Because then it's not you, it's the other person. They make it. Uh, That's a good point. You know. But I want to be somebody that can do that. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Because yeah. like, let's say your boss was going to like, like need, like wanted to tell you to do something better. Imagine your boss got like, I mean, I say your boss, but like we're all here doing this, yeah, but sure. was like, oh, like you need to, I don't know, fold this better. If he got the manager was like, hey, um, Derek said you need to fold this better. It's just going to be like, oh, what Well, the they fuck? don't say Derek. <laughs> fold uh-huh. this better. They say, hey, you need to fold this better. They're not going to throw someone under yeah. the bus. But not That'd confrontational. Be funny if I went to Alex and they like, hey, Jack says you need to do this. <laughs> but it was really me. <laughs> I, so if you're out at a restaurant yeah. and you order the salmon, okay, and they bring you like the white fish. Oh, are 100%. You gonna... I'm going to be up there and be like, excuse me, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Really? But like, yeah, I'd be like, sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know if you heard, but like, I must have said it wrong. But I, can I actually get this? I will do that. But when it comes to directly to somebody about something they've done or you know something that I've done, I can't do it. I that don't know is why. So crazy. I am the exact opposite. I will if something's going on with between my friends and I, I will go up to them. It's super uncomfortable, but I will have that talk with them. But at a restaurant, if I order something and I'm with my mom or my Jewish grandpa, game over. They will yeah. just start raising hell in the restaurant if something's going on. <laughs> We're uh, complete opposites. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, I had no problem with that. With that a restaurant? Yeah. What if, if they you got, got the that order from wrong? Jason Oppenheim? He's very much that. He is, yeah. He's he's cutthroat when it comes to that. If, 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 the, if the temperature, <laughs> but, me, but it worked. But you like, did that. You but did here's the, the thing. temperature, man. Yes, but it was freezing cold. It Jason wasn't could freezing. walk into you a restaurant, and, and I I don't want to make it seem like I'm talking anything bad because I, I respect it a lot. You really but, admire Jason. Yes, but 
he would walk in and sometimes it would be just too cold and he had no problem saying like, hey, it's kind of cold here. Could you raise the temperature? But, Wait, yeah. tell me why I've or, done or that before. Or it's too hot or You've too You've done cold. that before? Yeah. Not in a restaurant or anything like that. Like in my friend's house. Oh, okay. Well, that's, oh, okay, that's okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, that's you know, fair. my proudest moment is when the music is too loud. And I'll say like, hey, the music. Oh, man, I do that. Music a little bit. I do that. But sometimes it's like absurdly I'm sorry, loud. but yeah. I'm somebody that is a sucker for ambiance. Yeah. Like that affects me so much. It's like the background music. Anyways, but yeah, yeah. that's my biggest weakness. What's yours, Jack? My biggest weakness? Yeah. I have to think about it. You answer first and then I'll answer. Um, I'm probably, I probably overthink everything. And I'm probably too hands-on. I'm, I'm too micromanaging of everything. Mm. But that's what gets it done. Stick with deadlines. I'm, I'm really hard on, on deadlines. Really? Yeah. I miss every deadline of mine. Oh, no. Mine has to be done. Like, you know, I'm, I'm getting better, but uh, I'm very much a stakeholder. And, and now I, I like deadlines like and ahead of deadlines. I'm like, if we don't hit this deadline, we're going to miss this one. So we got to, oh, like, wow. hit this. <laughs> probably bad. But, no, I'm like, like um, I mean. hey, so I actually can't do this. Can we move it till next week, end of week? <laughs> That's, yeah. I do similar things. <laughs> I, I figured out my weakness. I think it's, I can, I can't really do something like half effort. Mm -hmm. I'm either 100,000% effort or no effort. I either care about something a ton or I don't. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to like find that middle ground and be like, you know what, I'm going to allocate like a few hours of my day to this. It's either like my entire day is spent doing this or I don't even think about it. Yeah. So. I feel like I'm kind of the same way, all or nothing person. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I have a house viewing tomorrow because... I'm going to, actually, by the time this podcast is up, I will probably be living in my new apartment. Um, I just moved into a new New York City apartment, and I have to go view and meet with the owners tomorrow. Yeah, I'm wow. excited. You're moving in part of your team. Yes, I, my editors are going to live with me as well, and I'm super, super, Isn't super, super excited. Wow, so you're no longer alone. No longer alone. Mm -mm. Wow. Actually, I'm going to be alone for a little bit because they don't move in until they're out of college because they're both still in college. Okay. But the next thing you know, I'm gonna be living with roommates. You said it was a penthouse. Yes, it is the penthouse. Wow, <laughs> which is so yeah. crazy. Like literally insane. Yeah. Like I never thought that this would happen. So I just want to say thank you to everyone watching. Oh my god. Yeah, but it turns into like now an office too. That's the way I look at it. Like no, hey, yeah. I walked right into this off. room yeah. and I was like, I need yeah. to do this. I'm gonna start my podcast now because wow. I have enough room for it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. How about this? Start the podcast. Mm -hmm. If you actually do it by the time we post, I will link it in the description. My podcast? The podcast. Uh, drive. Should I start a podcast? Yeah. Start the podcast. Just try a couple episodes. Okay. Just a couple. We'll see. Just do it. All right. You're not going to okay. regret it. By the oh. way, guys, I literally, I just want to say this, is that I was having real estate problems and didn't know because I didn't have a credit score and I was having so many issues. And I was like, ah, and I Graham got on a phone call and he coached me through the whole thing. So we need to oh, thank cool. yeah. Graham really for, yeah. yes, I nice was like guy. literally yeah, having a crisis and I was like, Graham, I don't know what to do. I think I'm going to get screwed over and he helped me with yeah. everything and he guided me. It was so. a very simple solution to that. Um, no. Yeah, it's, it's not a complicated, it wasn't complicated, Jack. Very easy. So thank you, yeah. Graham. You're everyone, welcome. everyone, yeah. give this video a thumbs up and say W Graham in the comments if we want to <laughs> oh thank Graham. W Graham. Now you gotta adopt that W's W Graham in the chat. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Anyways, so with that said, thank you so thank much you so for much. coming. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate it. Bye. Uh, make sure to get a free stock. Sign up at public.com/slash/gram. Jack J L S J L S S C O B Y. Check Instagram. me out. Thank you so much for cool. tuning in, and until next time, See ya. thank you. Cool. Bye.